Coming up on Stu Does America, I'm already worried about what's going to happen at Thanksgiving in Texas this year, so I can't even imagine the BS people are going to be hit with in places like New York City. Comedian and uh, podcaster Brian Sack is here to enlighten us. And what happens when you have two diversity keynote speakers, one white and one African-American? Well, if you're to the University of Wisconsin, you pay the white woman 70% more. And liberals are supposed to be making progress on the equality front. Go figure. We'll get into that as well. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. For our new viewers, you can always look at the show for free. Just head to YouTube and search my name, Stu. I'll be the first one there. Subscribe and hit the little bell for post notifications. Listen to us on podcast as well from your favorite provider. Just be sure to rate us five stars because that is the appropriate number of stars and leave a review. It's great. Whatever. I can read them at the end of the program. And you can get all the links at stewdoesamerica.com or become part of the team with a subscription to Blaze TV. Just head to blazetv.com slash stew and enter the promo code stew. Why? Because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 30 bucks. We're still a few days out, but I can almost feel the noose of oppression tightening around this thin, muscular neck of mine. We might as well get prepared for what's to come. So let's do the worst Thanksgiving ever. Stu does America. When you're talking about getting together with family and friends this holiday season, there's nothing better than thinking about which one of them is going to die. Even better, we can worry if we all will get arrested for having Thanksgiving dinner together. Pass the COVID duckin'. Mm-hmm. The government wants you to avoid Thanksgiving gatherings this year. And I'm here to tell you what nobody else will. No one is going to listen to that. We like food too much, and this year has sucked. So we're going to go wherever we can to find a morsel of joy. Of course, there are positives to not going to Thanksgiving dinner. For example, you might hate your family. If you dread the holidays because your family is annoying, this is a great excuse to skip this year. Like if you have a lot of annoying liberal relatives that are going to rub the election in your faces, just text them and say, look, I've been uh, looking at the science and I just can't in good conscience make the trip this year. I will miss you terribly. Now, it's up to you if you add at the end, hopefully the Trump vaccine will bring things back to normal soon. <laughs> and if they really annoy you, send it like 10 minutes before the start of the meal. And when they complain about that, ask them, why won't you follow the science? Bastards. But assuming you're going to do Thanksgiving in person, it's important to recognize that no one is bringing their own utensils and their own single-serve condiment packs like the CDC asks. Nobody's doing it. We all know this is completely insane. But nowhere can you find a sane list of things that might actually help without blowing up your entire holiday. Until now, I present to you the Stew Does America plan for the worst Thanksgiving ever. Number one, don't invite people with dumpster fire health. It's easy. We've already covered the fact that you can disinvite anyone you don't like. You have the perfect excuse this year. But there are some people who you do like that you should probably have skip the invite, uh, invite list. We always hear about people with pre-existing conditions, but which ones are the big ones? Which ones are the ones that are actually tied to COVID and make things worse? Here's a list from the CDC. Chronic kidney disease. That's a perfect excuse to skip the invite to your drunk uncle that says weird perverted things at the table. Cancer, uh, COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Heart conditions, such as heart failure. Uh, coronary artery disease, 
a bunch of stuff like that. I mean, take cancer and heart disease uh, out and there are no Americans left. And I will say, if you have current heart failure, your heart is currently failing, probably ingesting 14,000 calories of Thanksgiving food is not a good idea. That's just a recommendation. I'm not a doctor. Uh, also, immunocompromised state, a weakened immune system from solid organ transplants. Now, luckily, I have all of my organs transplanted in liquid or gaseous form, so I'm clear. Obesity, severe obesity. In other words, don't invite fat people to your Thanksgiving. I mean, think of all the money you'll save. Pregnancy, sickle cell disease, smoking, type 2 diabetes. That leaves about five people in America that can come over to your house. Congratulations if you invite all five. Uh, number two, don't invite super old people. We all know the other risk group is the elderly, but the media never tells you what that really means because they're apparently afraid we'll all go out and sneeze on each other if we think we'll survive. So let me give you the actual numbers and you can judge the risk for yourself because you know what? You are an adult, I think. I don't know you personally, but I think you're an adult and you should be able to handle your own life. Here's a study that looked at this question closely. The SARS-CoV-2 virus poses a substantial mortality risk for middle-aged adults and even higher risk for elderly people. So what does that mean exactly? The infection fatality rate by age. Age 10, your chances of dying are 1 in 50,000, or 0.002%. If you're 25, it's 1 in 10,000, or 0.01%. At age 55, it goes up to 1 in 250, or 0.4%. Age 65, your chances of dying, 1 in 71, or 1.4%. At age 75, 1 in 22, or 4.6%. At age 85, we're starting to get a little scary here, 1 in 7 who get COVID die, or 15%. And if you're over 90, holy crap, you're definitely dying. 1 in 4, your chance of dying, or 25%. So, look, the odds of someone getting sick, if that's your odds and you're looking at it and you're like, one in 50,000, well, you probably live with that risk. If the odds are one in four, probably keep great Uncle Elmer in the nursing home where Andrew Cuomo can protect him with his wonderful, wonderful policies. All right, number three, don't be a close talker. Look, there's way too much garlic in those mashed potatoes anyway, so skip it. Uh, everyone is going to give their loved ones a hug and a hello, Right. But if you're going to have lengthy conversations, stand a few freaking feet away from them. Their breath probably smells anyway. As a COVID-19 survivor, I had to go through a list of people that I came in contact with as defined by the CDC and their standards for a close contact. They don't want you reaching out to every person you may have passed in a hallway, just close contacts. Here's how they define that. Quote, close contact is defined by the CDC as someone who was within six feet of an infected person for a cumulative total of 15 minutes or more over a 24-hour period. So basically, try to avoid being a close contact to as many people as possible. Being a close contact to three people is better than being a close contact to 11 people. If you really need to have a conversation that's super private, try to keep it short if you can. I can assure you the other person probably just wants to get back to watching the Detroit Lions play anyway. It's true. That's what you do on Thanksgiving. And guys, this is the year to make the case that you should be eating in the TV room because COVID, this is like a football free pass. Make it happen, you know, for safety. Okay, number four, take it outside. In Texas on Thanksgiving, it is projected to be 71 degrees. Screw you, rest of America. But Stu, I live in Minnesota and being outside for 10 minutes leads to death by frostbite. Whose fault is that? Move to Texas. Number five, 
make the inside more like the outside. If you can't make outside work, which is, you know, most of the country, open up some windows or doors. And if you need be, crank up the heat. Yes, you will spend a few dollars more on heating, but at least you can take solace in the fact that you're pissing off Al Gore. Screw the planet. But if you can't do that either because you live in a climate that is not meant for human life, like Minnesota, you can actually do non-invasive things that might help. To learn how, let's watch this fancy Japanese video of people in a smoky room. Okay, so it says decrease in, uh, infection risks by increasing air circulation. And what they're doing is they're spraying smoke all over this room with this you know, laser light to kind of see where all the air is and how to make it move. This will show how close it takes to clear a smoke-filled room. Now they do, uh, ventilation is complete when the white smoke is gone and they show there are two doors there. If you open two doors and have diagonally uh, across from each other, basically, so the room is well ventilated, two point ventilation, two doors are open on the opposite side of the room. You see that it takes, uh, they're gonna show all the video here. Um, With one point, with one door open, as they fast forward, it takes uh, much longer than with two points open. 45 minutes if only one door is open, only seven minutes for the air to circulate if you have two doors open. It's a big difference. Now, they talk about this as well. If there's only one opening and that's all you can do, use a fan. Yes, you actually put a fan in the door and you place it in the, in- in the entrance of the room, but you f- uh, face the fan pointing out of the room. And if you, they're showing the video here. You can catch it on YouTube if you want to see it, if you're on podcast. But the smoke gets blown out by the fan much more quickly than if you didn't have the fan there. What does that mean? The air circulates faster. In fact, instead of 45 minutes, it's only 21 minutes with a fan. Another thing you can do is take a di- uh, two fans, one blowing in, one blowing out at different levels. You would think this does nothing. It looks stupid, but they actually will show you it does. If you place one at a different height than the other, one points inward and one points outward from your room. As they go through and they do the test, or again, remember, it was 45 minutes for, with only one point of ventilation. You put the fan in there. It goes from 45 minutes, uh, you see all the smoke clearing, all the way down to 12 minutes. It's a huge difference. Uh, clean, clear the air effectively to decrease infection risk, say the Japanese. And you know what I think when I hear all of this, that this video proves one thing. The Japanese have too much time on their hands. That's what it proves. But it also shows that ventilation can make a massive difference. This is my very selfish guideline on safety measures. I'll do it if it makes a difference and it won't mess up my opportunity to stuff mashed potatoes down my gullet. That's it. The media wants you in a mask, inside a bubble, inside a bunker until the year 2035. But if you can do a couple of easy things, a couple of fans, and lower your chances of killing grandma, well, that's fine with me. One last tip, and this is important. When your airway is completely clogged with mashed potatoes, the coronavirus can't make it into your lungs. When you're going up for serving number five, remember, you're doing this for your health. What do millions of Americans and three former U.S. presidents have in common? I wonder if it's the good presidents or the bad ones. I don't know. They probably do no luxurious sheets either way. They all agree that Bowl and Branch sheets are the softest and most comfortable pure organic cotton sheets on earth. Bowl and Branch is uh, cotton is rain-fed, pesticide-free, carries the highest organic certification. That's why it's so soft. They tell me all I know is they're right. It is soft. I don't know why it's soft. I don't care why it's soft. 
frankly, I just want it to be soft and comfortable. I love my sheets. I love Bowl & Branch. They do a great job. In fact, they're on my bed right now as we speak. Bowl & Branch sheets start at just $160. They're $1,000 quality sheets for a fraction of the price. Plus, you can sleep on them for a month risk-free. You're going to know if you like them after a month, right? So why not take this completely risk-free uh, chance and see if you like Bowl & Branch sheets as much as I do. Right now, you get 50 bucks off any sheet set at bowlandbranch.com with the promo code STU, spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. Bowlandbranch.com. Promo code is STU for 50 bucks off. And don't forget that promo code STU because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll get 50 bucks off. Bowlandbranch.com. Promo code is STU. Restrictions may apply. Happy to welcome back to the program Brian Sack. He's co host of the brilliant and hilarious Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, along with Jack Helmuth. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite platform uh, today. Brian, uh, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you for having me, Stu. Thank so you. You appear to be live from your a COVID bunker. I am preparing for a very traditional Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and uh, I just wanted to be ready. But, I don't want any surprises. Right. <laughs> You're, behind you is uh, approximately 100 bottles of wine, and you are surrounded almost entirely in toilet paper. And you will pry that wine from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> it is the most important part of 2020, I will say. Alcohol, I have found a new fondness for alcohol I never had before. Yeah, apparently a lot of people have. Um, there's a lot of liver damage being done. <laughs> it really is. And sadly, one of the main uh, effects that, that affect you with coronavirus, one of the pre-existing conditions, is liver damage. Uh, so we're really screwed. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I am serious. It's That's like the, the worst thing you could have ever told me. <laughs> it's the really? number one thing on the CDC website is severe liver, liver damage. Like for a few minutes yeah. or like lifetime? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to. We'll be doing an investigation on that, unfortunately, as we go along. Uh, you so, may have ruined my traditional Thanksgiving. <laughs> are you actually having a traditional Thanksgiving, Brian? Are you going to uh, uh, are people going to be allowed in your home? Uh, we are not. Uh, we're not going to mix and mingle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, I want to make the governor uh, happy. <laughs> governor Cuomo uh, has issued a few rules. And uh, so we're not going to have a gathering of friends. Uh, we might have a Friendsgiving mm. uh, with just one other couple with whom we've actually done some work with them. Like on, they have a farm and we've helped uh, pull stuff out of the ground as <laughs> farmers do. And uh, so they they haven't killed us yet. So they might come over. It's, it's really I feel like a, a, an absolutely difficult thing for people to balance it. It's like you're asking this has been the worst freaking year. And now yes. you're asking us to not have Thanksgiving. I mean, they made movies about the Grinch canceling Christmas. And like now right. Cuomo wants to do it. Cuomo wants it. And I, I don't know if you heard that Pennsylvania just uh, banned Thanksgiving Eve drink sales. So at 5 p.m. bars and restaurants can't serve alcohol. This is a so terrible a, thing. This is not going to work out thing. well. Because <laughs> people were, you know, people would come in and want to mingle with their friends from high school, apparently. That's what, because I asked on Twitter, like, why, why are they having a Thanksgiving Eve? But apparently people have childhood friends. I don't know if it's weird. Mm. And, uh, and they get together with them, you know, the, the, the evening before. But not now. <laughs> not now. All that happiness is gone. How do you balance this, Brian? Do you, do, is it, because I mean, I'm not someone who thinks that like this is, a, it's all a big hoax or anything like that. But it's like yeah. at some level, we have to live our lives. I don't know how to balance it. 
I, it's a, you know, I think from the very beginning, it was such a mess of mixed messages, you know, masks don't help. Now, now they do help. Mm. Crowds are uh, bad. Avoid them unless you're protesting something, you know, ev- from the very beginning. And then, of course, we see the leaders, you know, Gavin Newsom in L.A., you know, at a restaurant with a bunch of people indoors, even though they just, you know, banned indoor. You know, it's, it's just everything about it is wrong. Right. So, you know, I, I understand. And then there's that American, you know, like, you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, attitude that is, is very very uniquely American, I think. <laughs> it is. Because, you know, in Asia, it's a more collectivist culture. So we're like, okay, we'll do that if you tell us to do that. That's fine. That sounds good. It's all for everybody. And here it's that individualistic, don't don't tread on me. Yeah, there, Which is a, great, yeah. except when there's a global pandemic. <laughs> it really is. I feel like the American system is absolutely the best system. But, like, if you can have a communist dictatorship right now, it, it works out just great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, it has to expire at the end of the year. But just yeah. give it to us now. Right. But, it, uh, well, it, is that, it is tough because I, I think, like, there's that... Uh, like, you know, the schools are closing in New York City and people yeah, are public at, schools. Yeah. Yeah, they're freaking out. The 300,000 kids are are now at home. They can't go to school because of this. 25 percent of, of whom 25 percent of them don't even go to you know online school. They just don't show up. They don't show up at all. I mean, this is this is really damaging to kids. Yes. And it's all over this sort of arbitrary three percent positive test rate. Yeah, I mean, it was people already had a problem spelling your and your with an apostrophe, and now it's going to be a huge mess <laughs> years down the line. We're going to be paying for this for a long time. Cataclysmic grammar is around the corner yeah. uh, here, Brian. Uh, how does it, how are people in New York actually reacting to this stuff? I mean, what I don't know. I'm in the conservative bubble, maybe a little bit. I see everyone yeah. who is apocalyptic about this. Like, you're, you're, there's no reason to hold kids back from school when the, the test rate in the schools is below 1%. The st- yeah. test rate in the community is still very, very low. It seems completely arbitrary from de Blasio and others. It is arbitrary, and and people are really pissed off. And I and I think this is the first time I've seen New Yorkers, m- many of them, extremely mad at the teachers' unions. You know, this is the first time they've been like, wait a second, maybe you're not working in our best behalf. <laughs> and uh, and they're finally cluing in, I think. And uh, yeah, it, people are outraged. And, and, you know, the private schools are still functioning. Uh, they, they seem to have their protocols down. And um, it, it's a shame because, I mean, these kids are not learning. They're not socializing. It's really unhealthy to play Fortnite for 12 hours in a row every day. But they will be much better murderers in the future. They will. Yeah, yeah if, as long as you have a magic hammer, yeah. you can fly. <laughs> right. Is there something here, Brian? I feel like I thought about this the other day. And like the left says things like never let a crisis go to waste, right? I yeah. feel like we will look back at this as conservatives who have been arguing for private education and homeschooling and all of these different things. We're going to look back at this as a major missed opportunity for people who are really thirsty for anything other than the public schools. And, you know, we're now kind of just complaining about all these mandates and everything. Shouldn't we be providing some other opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, I've seen people that are this Corey DeAngelis. He's on Twitter. He's he's an education advocate for, you know, homeschooling and for choice and charter schools. And he's been very active at pointing out everything that that the public schools have been doing wrong. Mm. I believe I don't know if he's with Reason or Cato. I can't remember. Uh, But, you know, I've I've been watching just, you know, there's a lot of pushback as to what what they've been doing. Yeah, it really is. It's ugly. Although I will say at least Cuomo is there to save the day. I feel like he's, he's, you know, you you always have him. It sucks that his book tour about how he triumphed over COVID was interrupted by COVID. (laughs) Uh, The timing of that is really unfortunate. I think when you Um, look at the chart, you can make a strong case that the resurgence of COVID came from the book release. 
Uh, you know, yeah, him going around bloviating everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't do nursing homes. Apparently, there's nobody left. So, uh, but he was doing all the the standard, you know, P- PR stuff, radio stations and TV. But yeah. now it's on hold. I, I do love the idea that they keep saying like, don't invite your el- relatives, especially if they're elderly, over to your house because. God knows what can happen. Instead, let them hang out in uh, in the nursing homes because that has gone really well so right. far. If they just keep them there, right. Cuomo will take care of them. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll be fine. Well, there's more space there now, so maybe it's true. There's, you know, you can probably fit, you know, a couple of people in the empty nursing homes and you'll be fine. There you go. Um, but, you know, the, the thing about the, the arbitrary 10-person rule in the, in, you know, you can't have more than 10 people in your house for Thanksgiving. I mean, what if you have a giant house? <laughs> You know, it's like, it's not fair. <laughs> That's right. Discriminating against the wealthy again. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I mean, give us a, squ- a person per what square it, foot ratio. Exactly. If somebody has like a 20,000 square foot house, they should at least be able to have 15 friends. Right. And they probably do have friends. Yeah. They probably have a lot of friends. And if you happen to be a person who's like living in a rent controlled 180 square foot apartment, you only get you. I think you should have to right. expel your other family yeah. members out of the house for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's true. That's actually, they should probably just use the census right now to determine how many people you can have in your house. (laughs) I like that. If everybody turned in their census, I don't know if you got the notice. Mm. Have you actually read the Cuomo book? Have you, would you ever do such a thing? No, it's, 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 I find it infuriating. Uh, We actually did a a fake commercial for it on our podcast on Mm. questionable material uh, because it made me so angry because I'm hearing he's taking a victory lap about how well he handled uh, COVID. You know, it's about lessons in leadership. I'm like, come on, dude, you you got a lot of people killed with your uh, mandate for nursing homes, for one. And secondly, I'm in a basement with toilet paper and wine. <laughs> okay, it's not over. <laughs> it's not the time to start bragging. Um, right. I, you know, I, my sense is he's setting himself up to run for president someday. It, uh, you know, this will be one I, of the books in the background of his podcast or whatever. Yeah, I have heard a lot of, uh, there's been many rumors of this over the years that he's going to try this. And for some reason, like New Yorkers still seem to approve of his handling of this as they, they're they taking the phone call uh, from the pollster in their basement next to their toilet paper and their wine. And they're saying, yes, this sounds wonderful. He's doing a great job. How is that connecting with people? I, you know, he put on a good show for which he's getting an Emmy. Like, you yeah. know, he did really get out there and do presidential things that weren't being done and got out there and, and you know, daily briefings. And, I, you know, it's all calculated because it's, yeah, it's going to show how great he is as a leader. Um, but ultimately, I don't think he did that good of a job. But, yeah, when you look at Twitter, I mean, you will see, you know, half the people saying, great job, love, Gov. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> and then the other half people, you know, saying uh, nursing homes. Or in my case, I just keep saying Tappan Z Bridge because he renamed that bridge after his dad. Oh. So that's my standard reply to him. It's, that's really irritating. Uh, that yeah. is very irritating. I I, I, yeah. I was born right next to that bridge. How dare oh, wow. you? Yeah, how dare you yeah. name that? Um, yeah, in, uh, the, in the middle of the night, too. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah, and I will say I, I was— No debate. I should point out I was born in a hospital near the bridge. I wasn't actually born next to the bridge. <laughs> that would be, oh, you're not the troll boy. <laughs> no, I thought you were troll not, boy. That's not me. From, okay. Uh, Brian, if yeah. you had to choose— you had to choose to spend like you're, you're someone's going to come inside of that uh, COVID bunker with you and you're going to live with for the next year or so. Would it be de Blasio or Cuomo? Oh, <laughs> that was I could see the utter that, pain in your. In your <laughs> that is the hardest question I've ever been asked. And uh, oh, man. I mean, uh, de Blasio or Cuomo. Well, you know, de Blasio, I genuinely think is not smart. No. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And and so I think he'd be more manageable. I think Cuomo is far, smart or, or fart mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and very arrogant and loud and potentially could 
hurt me, uh, which is he just seems like somebody who would mm -hmm. grab you by the throat and throw you against the wall and say, where's the stuffing? Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd lean towards de Blasio. Mm -hmm. Plus, de Blasio is universally disliked. So if I did have any issues, I could just lean out the window and be like, somebody help me kill de Blasio and, <laughs> oh, and uh, have a lot of friends. Not kill, just injure. Right, right. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I, now, before we let you go here, Brian, do you realize that this footage could be used against you in a court of law for hoarding uh, Charmin Ultrasoft? I don't where are you, where are you seeing the Sherman Ultrasoft? <laughs> You've got a whole wall of it. It's going <laughs> to. That wasn't wasn't what I expected. No, at least not. it wasn't the one. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That would have hurt a lot more. Brian Sack, he's the uh, uh, co-host of Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. If you're uh, traveling for this Thanksgiving, first of all, you're evil and you should go to prison. But if you're doing that, you got a long drive. I got to tell you, going through episodes of uh, Jack and Brian's podcast is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, Questionable Material with Jack, uh, Jack and Brian. Brian Sack, thanks for coming on the program, man. Thank you, Stu. Have a happy Thanksgiving and a great uh, Black Friday. Yeah, right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Back in a second. You are never woke enough. There's never a moment that comes along that you've nailed it. Uh, you know, you can play games with the woke crowd all you want, but you never get rewarded. You never are okay. You're never woke enough. Let me give you another example of this. Sia, who I'm told is a person, uh, she, apparently a singer. I don't know. She's got an eighth studio album coming out in February. Uh, again, I, I think that means that she's had seven before that, but I wouldn't be able to tell you about any of them. But the name of the album is called Music, Songs From and Inspired by the Motion Picture. So what freaking motion picture are we talking about? Uh, it's a motion picture called Music, which is, I'm sure, fantastic. And I can't wait to see it. Uh, in conjunction with the album, Sia plans to release a film titled Music. It stars Kate Hudson, who is a person that I've heard of, and another person I have not heard of. Uh, it's coming in limited uh, IMAX release, which I can't wait. I can't wait to see that on the big screen. The official synopsis doesn't offer much information on the plot, but says the story is a wholly original exploration of the healing power of love and the importance of community, which sounds terrible. Uh, Sia Cam Sia's camp released a trailer for the movie, which shows uh, one of the actors or actresses, or I don't even know if you're supposed to say actresses anymore, uh, playing an autistic teenager. Well, you can't do that. Apparently, to uh, have an autistic person in your movie, you have to hire an autistic actor to play that role, or you are not woke enough. And you guess what? I, I hate to tell you this. You're never woke enough. Uh, she was attacked on Twitter. Uh, she was called a hater. Why would she actually have a non-autistic actor play an autistic person? Which, again, this is acting. You're, the whole point of it is you're playing someone that you're not. This is a ridiculous standard. Now, you'd like to say that C was like, F you, I'll cast whoever I want in my movie. She didn't really do that. In fact, she played into many of the woke sort of stereotypes that go into this. Here's, uh, she was, uh, someone tweeted at her, it's a mighty shame that someone with such colossal platform is using it to exclude disabled and neurodiverse actors, neurodiverse actors, uh, from their own narratives. I've been a longtime fan of your work. This is really disappointing. So Sia, who I'm told is a person, 
responded, I cast 13 neuroatypical people, three trans folk, and not as effing prostitutes or drug addicts, but as actors, or excuse me, as doctors, nurses, and singers. Effing sad, no one's even seen the dang movie. My heart has always been in the right place. First of all, see ya. I'm told as a person, you're never going to be woke enough. You're going to try. 13 neuroatypical actors is not enough. You should have had 14 or 15 or 1,000. Why didn't you do that? Sia, who I'm told, is a person. Look, a person who knows the word neuroatypical is already woke enough. Okay, just the fact that, you know, that word exists, which I am certain you didn't know that it existed before this moment. Be honest with yourself. Five minutes ago, you had never heard the word neuroatypical. And now you have. And you also hadn't didn't know that actors needed to be neurodiverse. None of you knew that. I didn't know it until I read it off this stupid tweet. Okay, that's the reality of the situation. So if you're actually throwing the word neuroatypical around, that means that you're already too woke now. C is not woke enough. And Sia, by the way, I'm told, is a person. By the way, they kept coming after her uh, after she gave that response. Another person uh, responded and said, several autistic actors, myself included, responded to these tweets. We all said we could have acted in it on short notice. These excuses are just that. Excuses. The fact of the matter is zero effort was made to include anyone who is actually autistic. And uh, Sia, who I'm told is a person, responded, Maybe you're just a bad actor. (laughs) She's going to get in trouble for that one because you know what? You can never be woke enough. How about John Cleese? Now, John Cleese is a freaking legend. In my view, John Cleese can say anything he wants. He's earned the right to just blabber about anything, even if it's the most controversial thing, and he should never be criticized for it because he's freaking John Cleese. He's the man. John Cleese gets to say whatever he wants. It's one of my foundational principles. Well, apparently, uh, he is having trouble on the Twitters as well. He was asked, why the F can't you just let people be uh, who they want to be? Do you actually think there's some deep conspiracy to turn people against their genders? Or uh, do you like her? I think it's meaning uh, what's her face wrote the Harry Potter thing um, as a person. And therefore, anything she can't do, she do, she can do is wrong. Uh, she cannot do any wrong, basically. Uh, I guess it's the latter. Um, and then John Cleese responded, deep down, I want to be a Cambo- Cambodian policewoman. Is that allowed or am I being unrealistic? <laughs> now, again, you're not allowed to do that in this society. Unless you're John Cleese, then you kind of get to do whatever you want. Um, He uh, responds, he says, I'm not psychic, so why don't you just be up front and tell us your thoughts on uh, J.K. Rowling's uh, position on trans folks? He said, I'm afraid I'm not that interested in trans folks. (laughs) Only John Cleese can get away with this stuff. I I just hope they're happy and that people treat them kindly. Right now, I'm more focused on threats to democracy in America, the rampant corruption in the U.K., the appalling British press, and the revelations about police brutality. And this is what I mean when I say that John Cleese can say anything he wants. A lot of that stuff in that second part, I probably would disagree with. Uh, But you know what? The fact that he's not fighting for every freaking woke cause does not make him a bad person. In fact, it doesn't even make him a conservative. He may very well be very much on the left. In fact, there probably is. He's in Britain. I don't think they have anyone who would be considered a conservative in the United States that lives on the land. Uh, But the fact is, you know, this can be ridiculous. We all can understand that 
The standard set that you can basically define your gender by the day, by the minute. You can be fluid until you lock in one, that particular moment, based on how you feel. We've said this before. Ellen said, uh, being transgendered is about how you feel in your brain. Well, you can feel it in your brain however you want. It's good for you. That doesn't mean we all have to sit here and recognize it and act as if it's real. John Cleese is not a Cambodian police woman. That's not what he is. He's, a, he's an old dude. He's an old white guy. He's pretty funny. And that's it. We don't need to go through this, this charade with each other. But apparently, to be woke enough, you have to go through that charade. And that's the truth. You will never be woke enough, even if you're John Cleese. How about this? Robin D'Angelo. She's woke enough, right? She's the author of White Fragility and an insane person. She wrote this book. It's crazy. Uh, we've talk, talked about it a million times. Um, she is getting paid $12,750 uh, per speech, at least the, the one she did last month at the University of Wisconsin. Now, a black female author, Austin Channing Brown, was also paid for a speech at the same university. She was paid $7,500. So Robin D'Angelo is getting 70% more cash as a white person than a black author. Well, that's unbelievable. That shouldn't be right. She should be giving all that money away. You know, you're never woke enough. Even if you're Robin D'Angelo, you're not woke enough. There is no path to salvation in this particular movement. Um, even if you're the Holocaust Museum in Florida, the Holocaust Museum, you'd think, what are they going to, they, they're going to try to be woke enough. Maybe they can get there. The Holocaust Museum should be, I don't know, let, let me think, uh, covering the Holocaust, right? There is this thing that happened, and you can look it up in your history books. The Holocaust. A lot of people died. It's really bad. Hitler, bad guy. Goering, bad guy. Goebbels, bad guy. Okay? Look it up. It's all there. They have a museum to tell people all about it so they can understand it. And what do they put in there? A new exhibit about George Floyd, who I don't think was Jewish and I'm pretty sure was not killed in the Holocaust. Uh, if I remember right, he was a guy who was, who was uh, murdered by a police officer. Uh, the police officer has been charged with a murder, and we'll see how that plays out. But uh, the bottom line, it was a pretty bad situation. Did not like it. Caused some riots. You may have heard about it. What it did not do uh, was part of the, it was, was not part of the Holocaust. Not, not part of the Holocaust. You can try to be woke enough, but you'll never get there. You'll never be woke enough. And speaking of the Holocaust, do we, have a, uh, do we, do we happen to have the uh, profile picture of Andrew Cuomo from his Twitter account? Do we have that? We don't have that yet. I, we'll talk about that maybe some other day. Uh, but Cuomo is really in, the, in, the, in a strange sort of, uh, he's handling uh, the whole coronavirus shutdown in a strange way. He's got one set of rules for uh, uh, most citizens of New York and then a different set of rules seemingly for Hasidic Jews. The guy does not seem to like the Jews all that much. I'm just going to throw that out there. He seems to be continually targeting them for all sorts of repercussions that other groups are not getting. Now, I guess maybe his point would be uh, that they shouldn't ever talk to each other again, because that seems to be what he's requesting. He said that a, a wedding in Brooklyn was a blatant disregard of law. Uh, he said uh, he, he slammed a Hasidic synagogue for a massive secret wedding. Uh, if that happened, it was a blatant disregard of the law. It was illegal. It was also disrespectful to the people of New York. The city should do a robust investigation. According to videos obtained by the New York Post, a large crowd of maskless guests were seen shoulder to shoulder in a temple in Williamsburg on November 8th. The synagogue has a maximum capacity of 7,000. 
Um, but uh, they're not supposed to be gathering in big numbers like that. And Cuomo just seems to find he is capable of tracking down every single Jew that has done anything he doesn't like. Uh, it's interesting as well that a big seller right now is these little window stickers with Cuomo's face peering through your window to try to remind you that Andrew Cuomo was watching you at all times. Let me give you a different reminder. Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Available now. Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Mugs, T-shirts. And I will say, one of my favorite things is the neck gator, the mask you can buy that says Andrew Cuomo is awful. You can walk around wherever you are and tell everyone that Andrew Cuomo is awful. If you go to andrewcuomoisawful.com. And if you think, well, Chris Cuomo is worse, you could also go to chriscuomoisworse.com. And I, I haven't actually, I shouldn't, haven't been checking for this, but if, send me the pictures of you. If you have both of these shirts, I would love to see two people walking down the street. Andrew Cuomo was awful. Chris Cuomo was worse. T-shirts, maybe mugs, whatever it is. Send me a picture of you in that gear together. Oh, we're totally putting that on the air. Back in a second. Trying to buy or sell a home in these times can be challenging. Imagine if you're a Jew and you want to have a wedding. That's really challenging. But buying a home can be challenging as well. That's why you need a real estate agent you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that real estate agent that's going to make your real estate transaction uh, wonderful for you, for the person who's buying or selling your the home you're going into. You need to have someone who knows the local people who can help fix the problems with your house. We just had we had a, 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 we just sold a house um, and we had to do some repairs. I not even local. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know how to fix the the house. I don't know what got person to call and make repairs. Luckily, I have a real estate agent I can trust. And then she was able to find the right people to bring them in to make the whole situation. Uh, easy for me, even over a thousand miles away. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Get more information at realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're buying or selling a home, you want to get the best price either way, realestateagentsitrust.com. There are about 74 million people out there who do not feel like the result of this election that has been presented is accurate. Feel? Facts do not care about your feelings. That's what conservative commentator Ben Shapiro famously said several years ago. And it's still true today. <laughs> the facts are the facts. That is true. Uh, and I would agree with Ben on that. I don't know that CNN agrees with it. I know they have their little uh, Apple commercial where they're like, oh, this is an Apple. Remember that whole shtick? Long gone at this point. But uh, facts are not nearly as important as feelings constantly on places like CNN. We'll see if that continues going forward. By the way, uh, uh, on the Trump situation, uh, Carl Bernstein is reporting. uh, 21 GOP senators have privately expressed their disdain for Trump. And he names names. Uh, uh, He's like, this is this is a huge surprise. I don't know. Is it John Cornyn, Rick Scott, John Thune? uh, You've got Portman, Lamar Alexander, Ben Sass, Roy Blunt. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Mike Braun, Todd Young, Tim Scott, Marco Rubio, Chuck Grassley, Richard Burr, Pat Toomey, Martha McSally, Jerry Moran, Pat Roberts from Kansas, and Richard Shelby uh, from Alabama. I don't know how many surprises there are. I mean, look, we all realize that there's not uh, there's a lot of people who are not huge fans of Trump. Um, I don't they describe them as people who have been um, who are happy basically for Biden to lose as long as Republicans hold the Senate. I don't know if that's an accurate representation of what they're saying. But, you know, look, here's the thing you need to remember about people in Washington. They're all awful. 
Yes, Andrew Cuomo is the most awful of all people, but everybody in politics is pretty much terrible. They're all looking for their own little path to uh, additional power. So I'm not surprised that this would be going on. We're, we're big boys and girls. We realize uh, that this is going on. And frankly, it's going on the opposite way, too. I mean, Trump's administration has leaked like crazy against other Republicans. This is something that goes on no matter what the administration is. It's just... Uh, heightened because of uh, the Trump uh, sort of media phenomenon. I will say this. This is a, this is how the article ends. It says Bernstein added that this is he's much more concerned now than at what, the end of Watergate because Nixon left. Republicans convinced him to go and he did. That is all Carl Bernstein does. He goes around and says things are worse than Watergate. Every time someone drops a pen, uh, you know, on the floor, he says, oh, that, look at that. That's worse, worse than Watergate. It doesn't matter. He's just that's all he does. He's only in the media so he can say things are worse than Watergate. And he's got a new one uh, today. Biden uh, is expected to nominate Antony Blinken as the secretary of state. Uh, Antony Blinken. Uh, if you were to abbreviate that name, you might say a Blinken. Hey, Blinken. Did you say A. Blinken? No, I say A. Blinken. I said, hey, Blinken. Mm. Hold the reins, man. Hey. Once again, uh, Robin Hood men in tights telling the future. How many times have we covered this? Uh, the documentary, Robin Hood men in tights. Go back and watch it. Uh, you know, or don't. It would be another, another option. Also, John Kerry is going to be back in your life. John Kerry, climate czar. In the new administration, John Kerry is going to bore you with his very monotone voice for another four years. He is, of course, Secretary of State uh, and almost president. Uh, lost by 50,000 votes in Ohio. And one thing you'll remember when he lost that, he was complaining about how the voting machines were rigged. Remember that. Back in a second. Did you know you, uh, the average American has 97 points they can add to their credit score and have no idea how to get them? Scoremaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. We're talking about big gains, 61 points in 20 days or less. That's the average for our listeners and viewers. Uh, say your credit score was in the you know, mid-500s, mid-600s when you were buying that new car. Well, if you got a Scoremaster first, you could raise your credit score uh, you know, by 61 points in a few weeks. That's the average. Uh, you could have saved nine grand on that car loan. Or if it, with a home, it could be a hundred grand. I mean, these these points make a huge difference when you're talking about a large purchase. It also can affect your ability to get a job. Scoremaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. And you can see how many points Scoremaster can add to your credit score really easily when you sign up. Visit scoremaster.com slash stew. The slash stew part of the address is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Scoremaster.com slash stew is the place to go. Scoremaster.com slash stew. Nancy Pelosi sucks pens are back in stock. Go to Nancy Pelosi sucks And of course, Andrew Cuomo was awful. Dot com. I will say, look at this tweet. I can't even believe this. People are sending me all these Andrew Cuomo tweets. I love them. Here is the latest. Andrew Cuomo is having his 89 year old mother and two daughters to Albany for Thanksgiving. The story is my mom is going to come up and two of my girls, but the plans change. He has spent the better half of two weeks telling New Yorkers to stay home for the holiday. But he's a better. He's your better. So it doesn't really matter. This guy is a masterclass in douchery. Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. Let's do reviews. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Meh. 
I know that I love this stupid show. Whatever. Five freaking stars, which, by the way, is the appropriate number of stars. Mmm, mac and cheese. It's true. Five freaking stars. Stu is my favorite. Listen to Glenn Beck for years, and Stu has always been one of my favorites to hear his opinion and how he thinks about the world. Right now, when things are a total S show, I look to Stu to understand and process everything. Love the show. Thanks for all you do. I know it can't be easy. I will say, it does say he's six years old, which is a little concerning that he's using S show, but that's okay. Five freaking stars. How about this? Stupid. Whatever, five stars, stupid podcast, but whatever. I always like stupid podcasts, and I always rated them with five stars, but whatever. It's stupid, five freaking stars. Look, stupids, whatevers, mez, I'll take them all. When you review the show and give it five stars, I need your stars. Five stars, appropriate number of stars. We'll see you tomorrow.